bases loaded, two down. And Rick Vaughn has come on to try and nail it down against Felipe Aguilar, a dangerous right-handed batter. Here's the pitch. Oh, shit. Welcome to Politics and Bros. This is the podcast where two guys who spent their careers on the inside of federal politics and government are now on the outside and only have each other to talk about how things are going. Today is June 1st, 2022, and this is episode 54. I'm your co-host, Pete, and with me, as always, is my good friend and lover, Howell. Hi, buddy. Excuse, excuse my my laugh during that opening, but we're we're <laughs> we're trying. We're to really think. we're really getting getting advanced here at <laughs> Politics and Bros, bringing in the latest technology. Um, but Damn that's right. pretty pretty funny. Classic classic line. Bob Uecker, friend Harry Doyle. Yeah. Uh, how's your, how's your Memorial day? Long, crazy yeah. long. Uh, the good thing is the pool at the club opened, So that was nice. So we were there, we we're at the Ooh. pool, um, Sunday and Monday. Um, it was awesome. Oh, oh my God. I can't believe I didn't tell this before we started recording, but I'm at, the, so Sunday I'm at, or I'm at the concession stand waiting to get a beer or something. And I breaking hear somebody, news, folks, breaking news, I, breaking news. And I hear somebody yell my name and, um, I turn around and it's Charlotte Ivancic. What? That's so Charlotte, random. Charlotte and Nick she... were there. Totally randomly, you that you were at Her... the same. This, these are friends of, from DC uh, that Pete used to work with Charlotte on the Hill, and yeah. she she and her husband lived near us in DC as well. And he yep. just, I guess, randomly ran into them at yep. Oak Park Country Club. Yeah, so Nick's sister uh, lives in Oak Park and is a member of the club. That is crazy. And then, so, and they were like, "So," and they were like, "Where do you live?" And I was like, "I live in Oak Park." They were like, "Where?" And I was like, "On Columbia." And she goes, "What?" I go, "Yeah." She goes, "They live on Columbian." <laughs> I go, "I go." They, they they live a block south a of different us. block they're on the seven hundred block. We're on the eight hundred block. This is Charlotte's sister. Sister in law. Sister so Nick's Nick's sister. Oh, okay, okay. So, is he from here? No, they're from Cleveland. So, Oh, okay. Yeah, his family's from right. Cleveland. Yeah. Charlotte's family's from California, and um, Nick's family's from Cleveland. But it was it was awesome. It was great. Hung out with them, and yeah, they yeah. had their, their three boys, and got caught you up. Have on to all tell, them, tell them they made the podcast, and uh, send I will. them the podcast. Oh, I'm, I'm totally going to send her. So, Charlotte, it was <laughs> awesome seeing you, Nick. Great to see you too. Uh, hopefully, uh, see you guys again soon. It's been it's been a while, it's been Charlotte a and Nick, but uh, you're always welcome in the politics and bros land. I'd love to have Charlotte. Uh, That'd be awesome. What was what did she what was her legislative specialty? Healthcare. Like oh, me. healthcare. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have, have we done a healthcare episode? No. Not no, not like okay. full on one. We should. Okay. We probably should. Um I mean, nothing's ever gonna happen, so no. um, uh but yeah, you could geek out and I could just sit here and snipe at you guys. <laughs> Uh, that sounds uh, about right. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Hold on, hold on. We got that sounds oh, about wait. right. Oh, hold okay. on. Here, new technology. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you if there's a special sound effect you would like to hear, please let us know, and Pete can incorporate for the next episode. And then we can do uh, that. We can do a thing like when we have our guests on. Oh, hold on, hold on. This is great. Okay. Who's at the door? <laughs> it's Charlotte. Uh, it's good. It's, me. it's good we're laughing now because what we're about to talk about is not going to be true. so funny. 
Um, well, that sounds like the perfect segue. So maybe we yeah. should just dive right in and pull up, rip off the band. Well, all right. Well, I mean, we were going to record last Thursday, but um, I think what a, I I, ba- I bailed because of some family um, due to circumstances beyond your control. Yeah, family things, and then I think after Sunday or Monday of Memorial Day, I was just beat from yeah um, doing. I don't know. We, I was just a long weekend. We were, I was at a lot of sporting events this weekend and oh, I was man. just, um, tired. So Are the kids only doing one sport right now or two. Uh, no, they're both, they're both playing baseball and soccer. Okay. So it's um, two, two sports, but I spent so Saturday and Sunday. I spent Saturday and Sunday in a suburb called Lockport, Illinois. Okay. I don't even know what that is. Um, exactly. Um, <laughs> watching soccer. Um, it's always nice to watch my daughter play soccer, but it's the downtime in between that is, is killer. Um, and it was warmer than I think anticipated. And I just was tired. So forgive me. It's my fault that we did not, or we're not recording until now, but as you may suspect, um, we did want to discuss the tragedy in Uvalde. Um, We've already done an episode on guns in this uh, this podcast, and I think our our positions are are fairly clear. I've made the statement that gun gun advocacy is the one policy that I actually care about. Everything else, I feel like, with through democracy, we can figure out a a reasonable solution um, through compromise and and. So no com- no compromise for you on on gun control legislation. Well, no compromise in that there should be some oh. activity to no. <laughs> to prevent children from being slaughtered. Um, I I am so, open. Fair point. I am open to whatever uh, uh, proposals people are willing to try at this point because mm. doing nothing is the only thing I think that is unacceptable. Um, but, uh, we wanted to take a moment to talk about, um, the, the tragedy, um, you know, I have here in our notes. I mean, what else is there to say at this point? I mean, what did you think when you saw the news starting to emerge about this tragedy? I mean, I took it, I took it a little bit harder than I think I had in the past because I now have two of my three kids in school. Uh, in elementary school and that that's what you think about. And that's probably what you should think about. Honestly, if you don't, you're probably a heartless bastard. Um, you know, just sad the way it went down. And then as we learn more and more in, in, in the last week of what, of what kind of went down or how the whole thing sort of developed with, um, you know, potentially the police were held back. You know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, not mixing up, but a lot of um, stories changing on how how this shooter got into the got into the school, whether or not a door was propped open, you know, all these other things. I mean, it doesn't. It, it's not to lay blame elsewhere. That's not the point. That's not the. I don't think that's the way it's been covered. I think it's just that obviously everybody wants to know like how this happened at the end of the day. But I mean, everybody knows like what happened, but how did it go down? And I know that they're digging more and more into the this kid who, um, who, um, perpetrated this massacre. 
why he was the way he was. Was there any warning signs? His private messages on Facebook to pe- to a girl in Germany and then another girl who he had a crush on that was living in California or something like that. And, you know, not, you know, whether or not it was, if there was any way to actually prevent this from happening. Um, but, yeah, just sad. And then, you know, the the, the husband of the, one of the teachers that died, he died, of, he had died of a heart attack two days later, orphaning their four children. Um, yep. I mean, the guy died of a broken heart. This is every story that I've seen in the interview. This was, you know, his wife was his whole world. And, you know, that's, that's just another layer of tragedy. It's devastating. To to it. yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. And then, you know, watching these parents talk about their, their kids, their 10 year olds on yeah. TV, it's, you know, it's nobody, nobody it, deserves I think, that. I think it. De- I I think your point about it hits differently when you have children of your own. Yep. I mean, I'm not to say that people without kids or school age kids can't be affected by this, but mm-hmm. I think you're. It's easy to imagine what you if you were to get that call and be. Yep. Um, be waiting to hear and what types of emotions would be going through your mind at that point. Um, It's easy to imagine at the same time, I think it's unimaginable to, to, to what, what would be happening. Um, uh, And for, you know, for it just, I was angry. I was angry when I heard it. I was like, I, I immediately, when I started seeing the news, um, I was another Sandy Hook and Sandy Hook is, I think, just a huge stain on America. I mean, it is who we are. We, we allow this to happen. Um, you know, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have guns. I'm just saying we've, our, through our political system and our culture, we have allowed these type things to happen. Um, and, uh, and it makes me angry that we live in a country where I have to pull my eight and 10 year old children aside and say, okay, I know you do lockdown drills, but if you don't do, if you're ever in a situation where, you know, there's explain to them what to do if they're in contingencies if there is someone yeah. in their school shooting at them. Like what that is amazing that that is the country that we live in that that is happening in. Yeah. Um well, and, and yeah. No, I was just going to say like yeah, we we struggled too with like do we how do we discuss this with our you know first grader and we we really didn't. Um you know I think it you know 6 that's that's a little, little too early to try and explain this or make them understand. When I don't think, I don't think they, I don't think they could understand, quite frankly, what it means, other than to scare them. So, I think for that sake, we really didn't discuss it with our oldest, and and um, you know, yeah, I think when it's, an, it's I a think, weird uh, spot to be put in. Parkland was in twenty eighteen. Twenty nineteen. That sounds eight, eighteen. Eighteen sounds right. Yeah. So our daughter was in second grade at that point. And I, I do remember I had the similar con like, we don't need to be talking about a man with a gun or. Yeah. Um, but I think in, at that age, what we said was like, if there's ever danger that you're scared of that, you know, could really hurt you or something, you know, and you're, 
you don't have a teacher around, here's what you should do. Just to yeah. say like, you know, just to put it in the back of their mind that in the one in the one in a hundred chance that they think of it in a moment of fear, that it, it could give them one extra tool to like potentially survive something like that. Yeah. Um, but yes, we, we had a similar thought of, we don't want to scare, scare our children. And again, it's just crazy that we live in a country where this is um, a reality. Well, and I, th- I think there needs to be a lot of data gathered and to better understand why this year has been so uh, insane with the amount of mass shootings, uh, school or otherwise. Um, I feel like everybody coming out of COVID, there's just a lot of, I don't know, I, I, I said blowing off steam, but that's kind of a horrible way to put <laughs> massacring people in the streets. But I mean, we've had multiple, multi, I mean, on the news every night in Chicago is another mass shooting. You know, those kids at the at the McDonald's in River North, you know, shooting up, you know, 13 people got shot, four people died, you know, over a... Someone shot fight. at the bean. Somebody shot at the bean. A kid got killed at the bean of all places. It's like, I mean, I feel like gun violence especially is is very very has spiked very very high since we've come out of covid or you know started to come out of covid and i wonder honestly like what were these kids doing for two years because it's involving a lot of kids and kids i'm saying like between like 15 and like 22 it seems like um i've got no data to back that up but it just seems like from you know anecdotally watching the news it's always involving you know a 19 and a 21 year old it's like well these are kids that have been stuck in the house or lockdown or something or doing things that they shouldn't have been doing for two years, like going to school or working. And what has that done? And is it, is that one of the reasons? I, I don't know. It's, I just think there needs to be some, I think there's, yeah, there's probably, probably a lot of reasons sure. um, that, uh, and you're never going to disaggregate all of them to find out, you know, yeah. Um, but I think it does bring me to the second point that I, I wanted to chat about was like, yeah. you know, is it okay to talk policy and what we can do to prevent these things in the wake of these, um, these tragedies, you know, one of the common, uh, I guess, pro-gun talking points after is I'm not going to talk policy right now. This is the time for grieving and prayers. Sure. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think that, and I do, I understand that, like, um, the, the parents and the families of these victims, uh, you know, you can't imagine what they're going through and they do need, they do need to be taken care of and looked up after this, but at the same, but you we can walk and chew gum at the same time. And I think while emotion isn't necessarily how you want to legislate, it can be a powerful motivator. Um, and that I, I, I personally think that you can talk um, solutions. And again, it doesn't even necessarily have to be about guns per se. Now, I think it should be, but I think you can talk about mental health and you can talk about funding that. That's great. Do that. But also, you know, I think you, you should be able to talk about whatever it is that we need to talk about to make sure this doesn't happen in our country going forward. I don't, that's my opinion. Well, and it seems like this time around, there are a lot of members in the Senate, especially because that's where this game is, you know, going to happen. Um, are willing to. I mean, Pat to Senator Pat Toomey, he's retiring. Uh, and you know the Toomey Mansion bill's been out there for since I think 2012 or 2013, mm-hmm. um, which is you know red flag laws, expanded background checks, and so on. Um, 
And it seems like, you know, they've got Mitt Romney engaged, they've got Susan Collins engaged, and Lisa Murkowski, you know, you know, got four good Republicans right there. And, you know, you're not too far away from the six more you need to get the, the cloture votes to try and pass something. But, you know, this time around, it's, you know, it feels and it feels different and it shouldn't. That's not my point here, but it, it just kind of feels a little bit different. And I'm if I were, you know, you know, if I were, you know, a betting man, I'd actually put the odds a little bit better than they have been in the past to maybe get something done before the year's out. Um, so, we'll, but we'll still, see. less than fifty percent chance. Yes, yeah, still, still yeah. less than fifty. It's true. It's true. Uh well, as I normally do in in a situation where I want to understand a topic, I of course listen to Derek Thompson's Plain English on this, oh, which uh, the episode wait, wait. is called. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Oh. oh. Wait, wait, wait. Say, say Derek Thompson again. Derek Thompson. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Folks, you're getting just the best product. I'm editing here out any of that pause whatsoever. No, it's all please don't. Word. It's just too um, funny. It's part of the, the a natural. Um, plain English, it was called America's Gun Problem is. Impro or impossible is what it was called, mm-hmm. and he he breaks it down into multiple, um, all sorts of layers. But essentially, he his conclusion is that you know there's some things we could do to make it less likely and and help in some gun death situations. I mean, um, you know, the, it's the common stuff. It's it's red flag laws. It's yeah. Um, high capacity magazines could potentially um, help. Uh, you know, he says obviously red flag laws actually would probably help more for suicides than for um, preventing mass casualty sh- situations. That's a good point. But hey, I didn't think about that. but but you know, um, hey, that's great if that helps. I, I that's great. Um, I'm just of the opinion at this point that like a country that that is does nothing in the wake of you know um 7 year olds 9 year olds 10 year olds being slaughtered is 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 sick and yeah. um and broken and you know doing nothing hell throw a billion dollars at mental health great you know try something and if you before if 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 that's the prerequisite to before we, um, you know, start talking about what we can do with guns, I'm all for it because we got to try something. And if and if they continue to happen, then hey, we try something else. But like, we've got to do something at this point. And there's plenty of things I think that are sensible, that are popular. Um, uh, and by popular, I mean a majority of the country supports them. Um, that could be done. That will lower the risk of these happening. No one's suggesting anything will be a magic bullet and prevent anything like this from happening again or lower gun deaths significantly, but you've got to start somewhere. And, um, and I think that using the uh, emotion, in fact, I read today um, there's been talk from some people about, uh, should we release the pictures of some of these kids? Jesus, um, no. Because uh, they say it could be like an Emmett Till moment, which, you know, the picture of Emmett Till um, really 
was a a catalyst for for change um for civil rights change back in the day yeah um but i mean again i think everyone agrees that's a step too far but evidently what these weapons do to the children's bodies is absolutely horrific um and and you know but tapping into that emotion around that to to use it to push for actual change i think is warranted in situations like this um and you're certain i don't think anyone's a monster for for turning to that um in in these moments yeah um yeah yeah well it seems like um you know with the policy debate just in general i think there's a there's you know Chris Murphy, the senator from Connecticut, is trying to lead the charge and break the logjam. I think the only thing that's really going to hold it up is, you know, the Democrats' des- desire to uh, re-implement the assault weapons ban. Um, I really think that's that's probably the bridge too far. I think they're, from what I've read and kind of deduced on my own, is that expanding the background checks, um, bump stock bans, um red flag laws i think those are all probably doable from like the from the further right or you know the centrist dem- or centrist republicans that they need or so called centrist republicans that they would need to get to 10 votes mm-hmm. but i think that assault weapons ban is really what's going to be the the hard the hard sell um and i don't well, think again far. just chip away do something got to yeah. do something in my opinion yeah. um and yeah. I, I don't know i i i kind of agree with you that it feels a little different i don't know if it's McConnell just telling some of the giving the Senate permission to kind of have the conversations with kind of the um, understanding that nothing will really happen, but in the, he can just say, "Oh, Democrats didn't want bipartisanship; they just, uh, you know, they wanted to push for the assault rifle, so we weren't we we're going to not continue these conversations." Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you got yeah. John, you got John Cornyn, the senator from Texas. He's at the table, and he's he's leadership. And, you know, having his voice be part of it or having his participation in this group and along with, I think, Tom Tillis from North Carolina is in it as well. I mean, those are those are two conservative guys who, um, you know, I think especially having this, a Senate, you know, the senior senator from Texas being a part of it. That's that gives you that gives a little bit more hope, I think, to the advocates that want to see something, see, see something a little bit different here. Um, yeah, so. I, I that's and I, I do think that. I mean, the Senate, despite how broken it's been, I think does have the adults in the room and could mm-hmm. potentially do something. I mean, they they're they're the ones who ended up passing infrastructure. So, um, uh, so yeah. I mean, um, and I and I will say, and I think I raised this when we did our gun episode. I I think uh, there do need to. It, it, this is a, an issue where a solution does have to be at a federal level because. You yeah. can't have mismatched gun laws as we see in Chicago Patchwork. all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, there a lot of the guns are coming from Indiana where they're more prevalent. Um, of course, some are stolen as well. Um, but uh oh <laughs> so I was late when you talked about God patchwork and all that shit. Yeah, well, that's all right. I was glad you say uh, that you let you listen to Derek Thompson and not the uh, the ladies from the View because the clips I've seen of them in the past week make me want to pull my fucking hair out. So, yeah, you know me; I'm a big View fan. God, um, it's just they make themselves. Uh, it's such an easy target with some of the just 
insane shit they spew, but whatever. Uh, whatever. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, it does need to be something federal to say that this is something that we have to, because federalism won't necessarily work in this instance. Um, no, and that's, there's, you know, there's precedent for that, that why, you know, some things having patchwork laws just don't work and, and they do it all the time. This might, this will probably be the highest profile um, uh, issue. I mean, other than probably abortion rights, which is now going to go back to a patchwork of laws. Um, but whatever. Um, it's not uncommon. So that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, your your right to get an abortion in your state is not necessarily going to kill uh, nineteen uh, uh, second gra- third student. graders. Yeah, exactly. Fourth graders. So, you know, I think yeah. that's the big issue is that these mass um, casualty events are so easily spread across um, states back and forth when they're you know that that's why you have to have a federal solution. So, yeah. Uh, but I think maybe we can do something something is better than nothing in my opinion. And, you know, I, it would be, it would give me a lot of, a lot of faith if something got done, but I'm not optimistic. I, th- this type of stuff, usually, you know, there gets to be some momentum and then it falls apart, but, um, holding, holding out hope here. I'm with you. I would like to see, some things change here. I'm a sec- I'm a Second Amendment guy. I believe in the Second Amendment, but I also believe that there needs to be. I think uh, Matthew McConaughey actually put it put it correctly. He's like, we're. I think something to the effect of in his statement when and when this all happened because Uvalde is his hometown. Um, we're not something to the effect of we're not um, we're not using our rights the way we should or something like that. I forget how he put it, but it was really eloquent uh, how he did it, and um. Was he talking about guns? He was. Well, he was talking about. Yeah, I mean, he was. He never said it explicitly, but he talked about you know our rights, and it's 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 you know it's protected by the Constitution. But Mm -hmm. he he was trying to say we're not uh, we're not we're allowing people to. I forget how he put it. I got to look it up. uh, But it was really really good. It's not as like not as they were intended to be or something. Something like that. Something to that effect. Um, Or at least like we're not being responsible with the rights that we've been given or the rights that we have. Something to that effect. And Um, and as we know, uh, uh, a right in the um, Bill of Rights um, uh, is not necessarily, uh, does not extend... um, in perpetuity, right? Like your right to free speech can be limited. Um, so to here, say, here, suggest, okay, yeah, I found it. I found it. So he said, uh, "We have tragically wait, ring the bell." Oh wait, God! <laughs> not, I gotta make it so my phone isn't. Locked. Or do it. Do it after you read it. Oh, read the go. read the quote, and then okay. So this is the second line of his of his statement. He said, "Once again, we have tragically proven that we are failing to be responsible for the rights our freedoms grant us." Well said, Matthew. I agree. I think he's absolutely right, and that's a very good way. I think he his whole statement. Read you should find it on his Twitter page. It's or Instagram, um, either one. It's really, really good, and it doesn't point fingers. It's not picking, not necessarily picking a fight with somebody, but it's it's making the points pretty powerfully um, in a way that everybody, to, you know, regardless of what side of the issue you fall yeah. on, everybody can say, "Yeah, you can nod along to the whole thing." 
um, he touches on the all tragedy, right. how this how this affects families and all that, and it's quite good. I'm very I'm, he should be proud of writing this. All all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Governor Governor McConaughey. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Get it, governors. Um, yeah, there you go. Good segue. Um, perhaps better news. I don't know. Primary. We're going to recap the primaries that happened over the last couple of weeks. Um, I mean, the first line I have here is the house gets, gets nuttier most likely. Um, true. That's thanks. That's thanks to, uh, redistricting most likely there's less competitive, um, less competitive races. So, the further right and the further left are getting getting um getting nominated were there any house uh house primaries that were particularly noteworthy in your opinion uh marjorie taylor green won her primary easily. yeah i yeah. guess Ca- madison madison cawthorn he uh yeah, losing got, his primary that was that was a couple that was a few weeks ago um that was an example of not getting nuttier yeah i'm not getting nuttier um no nothing i mean nothing nothing in particular as far as the house goes i mean it seems like most of it was sort of like most of it was pretty expected i think uh liz cheney's more... on deck here coming up right and yeah and she's the... uh, internal polls have her down 30 points um, oh, really? The last time I last time I saw, and that was a couple weeks. That was a week or so ago. Actually, not a week, like a few days ago. Maybe she'd run for president if uh, there's if, already been uh, talk of that, man. Yeah, there's know. somebody. The there's word. actually somebody online uh, who's talking about a Paul Ryan, Liz Cheney ticket for president as a third party, and I was like, like that's not going to happen. But um, <laughs> there is somebody trying to start that rumor on Twitter in the Twitter sphere because Paul Ryan was on Squawk Box uh, last week talking about you know, kind of the divide and why we're things have gotten a little too polarized and all that. Um, and so somebody used that as a, you know, foundation to Um, push that narrative. I mean, who knows? I think the house is definitely going to be just the place where crazy shit gets brought up, um, over the next couple of years. Um, but I, and I, I, you know, I one of the points I remember you making, um, at a, on an earlier episode, was I think where you're really going to see the interesting thing is at the statewide races, um, and we keep coming back to Georgia. <laughs> we keep coming back to to Georgia uh, on this podcast, not just because you're from there, but because it seems to have like a it seems, it seems like it's to the be a a peach tree dish of um of <laughs> national did politics well <laughs> well, like did it. you hear about marjorie taylor green this week what she said what is she uh, what did she not say oh the one that where uh uh heterosexual people are going to be extinct in like four or five generations oh no she said that she, this week okay she she used the term she said the 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 liberals want you to eat food made out of, made from a peach tree dish she said peach tree dish. Jesus not Christ. A, um, so I, I tied a, it in there to, to Georgia. Do I have a sound um, effect for that stupid shit? Hold <laughs> on I wish I had that. Oh, oh my God. Well, uh, eh? uh, nope. nope. Hold on. <laughs> wait, wait. 
damn it. We're going to find one. Oh, wait. There you go. That's a good one for her. I like that one. That is, so that was going to be my crazy of the week um, as well. So I worked it in there um, for her. But uh, and then, yeah. you know, with the governor's race turning out the way we yep. all thought it was going to, um, you had uh, Purdue losing, I think, I forget what it was, like 40 points or something like that. And then um, even now he conceded. But then the person who finished third, who only got 3% of the vote, who was also trying to get Trump's endorsement but didn't get it, she it will not concede. And then within a day, Trump said, yeah, I think there's something fishy about that primary win. So, of course, now Trump is trying to doubt Kemp's primary win. Um, it's like predictable and sad because um, Kemp won. Raffensperger, uh, the mm-hmm. secretary of state who Trump wanted to find however many tens of thousands of votes, um, he staved off his uh, his primary challenge from a from a mega uh, house rep. Um, so, you know, these, the top two guys that he wanted out of there, that Trump wanted out of there are going to be fine. Yep. Um, yeah. So, well, I assume, um, Kemp is, yeah, I, I mean, assume Kemp is going to win the governor's race over Stacey Abrams, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway. and then I think in Nebraska, there was some candidate, uh, that may, was it a governor candidate that, um, had been, uh, accused of like sexual abuse or something like that, who Trump had endorsed, who also oh, lost yeah. to a more traditional GOP conservative. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I, and then I think Pennsylvania, he, he's backed Mehmet Oz, who I think is still ahead at Pennsylvania, but of course, have they were, I haven't now, even checked that out in the last couple of days. Have they even set, have they even dealt with the, what's going on in Pennsylvania? Is they, have they, have they, there's 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 some recounts i think there's been some i think yeah and there's been some lawsuits filed too about what to do with some of the 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 mail-in ballots um but i think generally across the states it seems like where where trump has diverged from maybe like the mcconnell wing um uh there's been some, he's taken some lumps. So like in Georgia, McConnell got behind Herschel Walker, right? So yeah. Herschel Walker and Trump were behind him. So Herschel Walker cruised to the nomination for Senate and will now be up against Raphael Warnock. Um, well, I, and I and, saw today that there is a, that Herschel is upset with Trump because um, I forget who reported this, but um, Herschel's mad because um, Trump is taking credit for, how well he's doing in the Senate race or winning the primary basically. And uh-huh. Herschel is upset over that because he thinks it under undermines him and his candidacy. And he wants it to be about him and not about Trump. And I'm like, well, then you shouldn't have spent time in <laughs> Lago trying to get yeah. his damn endorsement. Everything but. Trump touches dies. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it'll be, quite interesting to see what happens. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I can't imagine Herschel Walker will be a great state representative for the state of Georgia. Um, But maybe you know something different than I do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
And up until like right. six months ago, he was a resident of Texas. Yes. I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know anymore. I, there's there. I I was having. It doesn't a even matter what he stands for. It's just it like doesn't because he's, a, he's a, it's a celebrity. There's always every right. cycle there. Each party. And it's not always at the same time, but every cycle, one of the two parties always does this. They, they, they try and court some celebrity to run because they're a fucking celebrity and they've got name ID. And this might be the time where, you know, Republicans, you know, the car, the the dog caught the caught the car. You know, they they went for Herschel. I don't, you know, I think a lot of his appeal was that he's got great name name ID. He won a national championship at the University of Georgia. He he's African American. He's African American. That helps, but you know, but they don't. I, I mean, we'll see what happens. I just I, I remember every cycle, Republicans and Democrats, they always flirt with this. This let's let's get a celebrity to run, and sometimes they're successful, sometimes they're not. But this is the one of the few times where the party that that did it actually pulled it off, and now now they're kind of stuck with mm-hmm. them. So we'll see how it goes. I I think. You know, it was just nice to see Raffensperger win after yeah. being essentially in the crosshairs for Trump. Being, I assume, I I think I remember hearing he got death threats from oh yeah people, 100%. um, because he you know he didn't support the cult of Trump. He actually supported yeah. the rule of law. I I know that's not necessarily the case all across America that some of these election deniers are getting nominated to be secretary of state in um, certain, certain States. In fact, the nominee for Republican governor for Pennsylvania has said, you know, if I'm, if I'm elected, I control the secretary of state and I can determine which ballots get counted and which don't. Um, So, uh, it's, it, uh, you know, it's not great everywhere, but to hear that, uh, Georgia kind of repudiated, um, Trump in that manner and kind of gave Delta a, a little bit of a loss was, was encouraging. Yeah. And then you, you, you brought up in the, in the outline, you were talking about the, the multiple candidates in the GOP side in Michigan getting disqualified <laughs> yeah. from the ballot. Um, and it's pretty much all of the. Um, normal people <laughs> that got, to, that that got, got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, there's still. I think there's still uh, four or five Republicans still going to be in that primary, um, okay. and I think like three or four were kicked off the ballot. But the main one that's probably going to end up winning is a woman named uh, Tudor Dixon. She's what is this for? This is for governor. This is for nominee for governor for GOP against Whitmer. Against Whitmer. Oh, okay. So it's probably well, going to be then. Tudor Dixon. Tudor, she is uh, getting a lot of her campaign funding from the DeVos family. Um, Betsy DeVos and her husband. But she's she's a MAGA person, and she's uh, she's one of those people who thinks the election was stolen. And How do you rate her chances if it's her oh, versus the, Whitmer? Whitmer's going to win. Whitmer's going to fucking oh. wipe the floor with whoever she comes up against her. She's just too good. I think the only thing that's harming Whitmer is there's a lot of rumors going around that within two years uh she'll go to the administration run for president Uh, Uh, there is that rumor too that she would she would do it to set up she would go to the administration as part of a setup to run for president Hmm. um yeah but um there that she needs to i i haven't heard it as much in the last couple weeks but back in april for sure there was a lot of those rumors being kind of circulated that she wasn't in it for the long haul and 
that's why you shouldn't vote for her. But it, it seems like that's getting tamped down, which is what she what she needs to happen. So, it's yeah. Um, do you like her as a Republican? Whitmer? Yeah. I like her as a person. I don't like her as a politician. <laughs> OK, I think I think I think Governor Whitmer is she's uh, she's smart. She's beautiful. She is very good in person. Um, I've been I've had a couple Zoom calls with her for work and she's engaging. She's charming. Um, you know, I can't stand her policies and her politics, but, you know, she's I've got nothing against her personally. Um, but you're able to work with her in a professional yes. manner. Yeah, because I only have to deal with one issue. If I were yes. if I were you know, back in politics, I probably wouldn't be able to work with her very well. But, um, Well, overall, I think uh, the primaries so far, um, I don't know that there's been many surprises. I think Purdue was expected to get yeah. shellacked. Yeah. Um, Mo Brooks made it to a runoff in Alabama, in Alabama. for mm-hmm. um, Senate with, I think, a protege of... Katie, Katie Britt is her name, and she's a protege of Shelby. Maybe was yep. she a Shelby? Protege? She worked for Shelby. Yep. Um, and but I, it sounds like she and another Republican kind of split the normal Republican vote, and then Mo Brooks got the MAGA vote, and so now during the runoff, she should consolidate those votes and probably win win the runoff. But that's still to be determined. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, it's um, uh, I I think I don't think Alabama. If Mo Brooks got the nomination in Alabama, he would still win. It, it takes a special Roy Moore type situation in Alabama to lose a statewide seat as a Republican. But I think there are purple purple seats where you know um, Pennsylvania Senate seat will be interesting. Um, you know, it's uh, the current Secretary of State versus um it appears to be dr oz yeah so um what's that guy's name the secretary of state the the or was he current lieutenant governor i, I can't forget the guy mccourt not fetterman 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 not, the lieutenant uh, governor yes who had a stroke lieutenant governor and yeah. the big conspiracy now is that his health is actually worse than he's leading on because he hasn't mm. made any more public appearances and okay. um which is legit i would think that's a legit worry but you know who knows what happened to him? I hope you know. I don't want the guy to be incapacitated from a stroke, but yeah, I, I, we'll will, uh, yeah, um, but I think if he can be healthy and and kind of, I think he has a chance to be to kind of flip that seat from Toomey to De- sure. Democrat. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think, uh, I think I don't think JD Vance will. I think he'll probably win. But I think Tim Ryan has a fighting chance. Tim Ryan does because um, he's blue collar enough. He's from Youngstown. You know, he's um, he's a salt of the earth kind of guy. I think um, it, that's going to be a, a very interesting race to watch. Um, yeah, and one that just so, actually you know, one that popped mm-hmm. up on my radar today is is Rand Paul's reelection in Kentucky. Um, oh. Have you heard about his opponent? No. So his opponent is a guy named Charles Booker. Charles is an African-American. Um, apparently, he's the first black man to receive the Democratic nomination for U.S. Senate in Kentucky. His new campaign ad just came out, uh, I think, today or yesterday, maybe. And it's him wearing mm-hmm. a noose and accusing uh, Rand Paul of being against the anti federal anti-lynching law, of being against the Civil Rights Act. 
Um, it's a pre- which he is, which he's not. That's not Rand Paul's not. No, he's not against the Civil Rights Act. I thought he. I thought. Oh, okay. No, so he's I'm just talking about stuff up. It, well, he made. Con- I mean, he's of course made comments that have been twisted. Um, but uh, I mean, like Rand Paul co-sponsored uh, a version of the anti-lynching bill that ended up becoming law. So it's not he really he did support it. Um, but I'm sure in a true Rand Paul way, he held the bill for some reason at some point, or the, and that's what they're. Mm. Focusing okay. on, but but anyway, it's a pretty inflammatory ad, and there's a lot. I, w- I immediately, of course, went on Twitter because I wanted to see what people were saying, and it was pretty mixed 50 50. Like, you know, some people were like, Oh, it went too far, the other people were like, No, you got to say things that you know, shake it up, that kind of thing. So, um, I'm, I'm kind of curious over the next couple of days about how that ad actually is received, <laughs> especially in Kentucky, yeah. Um, I don't think he has a, yeah, I don't I think mean, I think, a chance in hell to beat Rand Paul, but um, I think we'll there'll see. be some, there'll be some, I think races and statewide that don't go as we anticipate in November. And sure. um, it could end up going one way completely, or it could be, you know, some go one way, some go the other way. And then it kind of ends up where we about a normal um, distribution, but yeah, I think it'll be, it'll, it'll be, um, not traditional, uh, in the way it breaks down coming in November, but I don't know. Um, (laughs) is that, is that shut up? We're done now. That was your, that was, you were making a a point now just emphasizing it. Oh, okay. I thought that was the like Oscar music of like, okay, get off the, get off the, stage now i would have done this one instead um, all right <laughs> is that like someone passing gas it's supposed um, it's a spray paint can i don't know what that is an oh, aerosol okay. can of some kind or oh, whatever anyway all right um, well, let's wrap this up what are you into man um i think did i mention this earlier i'm i, I finished better call saw the first half of um the new season did you did you watch it all? I this, I have a question. Are is are they doing it in two halves and two parts? Like yes. they did. Oh, that's yeah. why. Because right. I when I went online when I went on Amazon last night to download the next episode from Monday, yeah. um, I was like it wasn't up there, so I didn't I didn't realize they yeah. broke it into like they did with Ozark. I didn't. Anyway. And with Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad was broken. Breaking Bad was the two. same way. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah. Yep. Well, I didn't watch Breaking yep. Bad when it was airing. I watched it when it was all up on Netflix. Okay. Um. So from there, I've now gone on to start the final season of Stranger Things, which um, uh, is really an homage to 80s and horror movies. Um, First season, I was really good. Every season since then, two, three, has been not not as good. (laughs) But I figure I'll just finish it out. And it's been it's been intriguing so far. It's the episodes are long, but yeah, um, that's what I've been kind of into. How about yourself? Um, going I've been to the casino. I'm going to the. I finally went to a casino. Oh my god, it was glorious. <laughs> it was the best day ever. Um, for those who care, uh, Rivers Casino in Des Plaines, Illinois, the new poker room is gorgeous. Just gorgeous. Chef's kiss. Oh. And. Um, 
I'm I've been, I'm not really into much. What I'm into right now is I've been doing a lot of research on new grills. I want to get a new grill this summer, and my um, wife and children have agreed that, that would be my Father's Day slash birthday present since okay those things happen within five weeks of each other. Um, so I'm researching on which one I want to get. I think I know which one it is, but um, I'm still kind of trying to. Will figure you it go out. gas grill? Gas, or, yeah. I want to get an. I'm okay. right now. I'm leaning towards getting the Everdoor grill. Um, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Um, okay. look at it. It's Will great. you buy it at apt? No, I would just get it ordered off of Amazon. No. Oh, okay. Um, have you been to apt before? I have. It's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's a true Chicagoan experience for those. Um, I, I anyway, <laughs> that's where I got my grill. <laughs> what did you, what do you, what do you guys have? Just a Weber. Yeah, we have we have a Weber now, and I f- I hate it. I hate my Weber. Nah, mine's fine. It doesn't I sear. I'm not for a shit. big grill. I'm not a big griller. So, yeah. um, well, good luck with that. Thanks, buddy. S- sounds fun. Yeah. I'm also researching for getting a second car, but um, we'll cross that bridge. Do you guys now's only, a great time to be buying a car? Do you guys only have the Subaru? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you. What happened to the? Uh, didn't you have a CRV or something like that? Oh, when well. we got the Subaru, we traded it in. Oh, 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 oh I didn't realize. I thought you were. Yeah. Go. Yep. Got it. So. Gotcha. Um, but considering I've probably spent $150 on gas the last two weeks, mm. I was like, hmm, might be time to get a car yeah, with an EV. a better, better. Well, you can't find them right now, but yeah. a car with a better gas mileage for all these trips to the suburbs um we we went ahead and or i went ahead and reserved um the rivian suv um did you have to put anything down for that yeah you did uh but it's fully refundable it's a thousand bucks oh Oh, that's nothing um so but they're not going to be available like like you said till fall of 2023 Mm -hmm. is when is when it's expected i did not configure one because i want to know like if they if there's one available sooner I don't want the option to get it or not. I saw a Rivian in the wild this weekend when Did I you? was in Lockport. Mm-hmm. The truck it was or the, truck. the SUV? The truck. There's not many of the SUVs out yet. Yeah, so there's the our, our pickups. I saw I saw a pickup at the, when we went to Miami for spring break. Um, there was a one of the trucks in the uh, in the parking garage at O'Hare. It was beautiful. It looked awesome. Kind of looked like a Transformer. Yeah. Uh, like uh, who the hell was the lead Transformer? Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. Yeah. Although he was a big rig. It was a big rig. Um, All right. Well, good ep. Started started fun. We got sound effects. Then we got got a little down. Now we got. uh, Now we ended uh, up. Yeah. I can't think of a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Bros Politics. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts: Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. And Howell Amazon. didn't go to the casino. Did, didn't go to the casino the last time, but he will the next time, or else I'm going to punch him in the nuts. I will. So, good talking to you, buddy. Good night, Pete. Good night. Good night.